The Today Manufacturing Podcast offers a powerful and unique perspective on the biggest stories impacting U.S. manufacturers. Anna Wells, David Manti, and Jeff Ranke apply their experience as editors of industry-leading brands Manufacturing.net and Industrial Equipment News in providing in-depth analysis of the latest headlines. Their insight, along with a mix of humor and human interest, makes Today in Manufacturing a go-to source. Keep pace with supply chain challenges, electric vehicle developments, labor struggles, robotics, and more by listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Today in Manufacturing podcast. I'm Nolan Bialstein, and welcome to another episode of Gen Z in Manufacturing, a podcast where I interview young people about their journeys in the manufacturing industry. For this episode, I welcome Ava Rogast, a 17-year-old bilingual agri-scientist and engineer. Rogast is currently a high school senior in California, where she is the president and co-founder of her high school's robotics team. Rogast's experience and accomplishments include an internship with DPR Construction, a first-place finish in the high school division of the SME Digital Manufacturing Challenge, and most recently, recognition by SME as one of the 2023 30 Under 30 honorees. Before we hear from Ragus, please make sure to like and share this episode of Gen Z in Manufacturing. If you are a member of Gen Z and would like to discuss your experience in the manufacturing industry, please get in touch with me, Nolan Bielstein, at nolan at IEN.com. Well, Ava, thanks for joining us on Gen Z in Manufacturing. My first question for you was, what about robotics captured your attention when you were in elementary school? Um, honestly, it was something that my parents wanted me to do initially, and so uh, it was... At that time, we were kind of going through a family situation where we, they kind of needed to park me somewhere uh, to do stuff, and I lost myself in robotics. It was great. Um, I got to make uh, new friends at the team, and I uh, really fell in love with robotics that year, and I've continued continued it ever since. Um, sorry to probably you probably heard this question quite a bit as you're nearing graduation, but what is your dream job? Um. Probably being a civil engineer. Uh, I think that even though I've always dreamed of becoming a mechanical engineer because I've been very focused on robotics for my entire life, um, civil engineering was really never an option that I actually thought about. But uh, I, I had a summer internship this past summer at a construction firm, and uh, I learned all about the... Um, their build process and so I was really interested in that and I think I would like to continue that in the future. What about that internship kind of did anything in that internship spark your interest a little more or show you something that you didn't think was possible yet? Um, I was very surprised uh, my mentor is an awesome person and at the um, at DPR construction we talked all about um kind of issues that are still in construction it's not just oh this is construction this is the way it has been and so this is the way it will stay um there's many innovations every day there's um while i was on the job site they had these robots that would like trace the layouts of rooms on the concrete so um builders could more efficiently um and accurately lay out the rooms and um there was a lot of innovations in the not only the software but uh the actual build process of construction so i was very interested in that and i think that's what sparked my um, interest in becoming a civil engineer how has your school supported your interest in robotics 
Uh, well, the school is great. We, I started the robotics club in my freshman year of high school and it was COVID. So I was distance learning, but I knew um, robotics was going to happen at high school because it had been such a big part of my life in middle school. And so I was able to reach out to one of my math teachers and she referred me to our now robotics advisor, who is amazing and always supports us every step of the way. And so they really, the staff really supported um, the robotics team throughout throughout its journey. You mentioned that you had a mentor. What kind of influence have mentors or teachers had on you? Oh, a very great influence. Um, they always taught me to keep an open mind and ask questions because, um, you know, the worst someone can say is no. And so uh, at the construction internship, going back to that, I think that um, my mentor really had a great influence in um, helping me become more open-minded because as I said earlier, I had always become, I was always uh, set on being a mechanical engineer, but she opened my mind. She always asked questions. She always wrote me into conversations and asked me what I thought about certain subjects. And so I think that experience really helped me um, broaden my perspectives and kind of see uh, different careers that are available. I don't know how much of a chance you've had to converse with people from older generations, but how does it compare when you hear how they talk in a collaborative setting compared to how people your own age converse with each other? Well, I guess for one, it's a lot more informal, but I think my only uh, professional experience has been at that internship. But even then, there's still um, workers that are <laughs> um, cracking jokes during meetings. Um, construction has a lot of acronyms, so there's always funny stuff to make fun of. Um, and I think although they might communicate in a different way, we're still getting the same point across. And um, we're kind of just like communicating in a way that's specific to our generation, but we're still achieving the same goals. Now, how do you find a successful way to kind of bridge that generational gap? I wish that there were more um, workshops for the older generation, like hosted by us. I think that'd be a really unique um, way to kind of bring these two worlds together. So like, I don't know, we could host a little robotics competition where um, some parents from our community could come by and do battle bots or something like that. So say you're hosting one of these workshops targeted towards educating the older generation. What's like the main point you want to get across to the people who'd be attending this? There's a lot of change that has come into the world recently. And of course, there's always changes and they know that. They probably experienced that from their <laughs> their parents. I always hear, oh, when I was a kid, you know, this was this. <laughs> but um, I think the main goal would be kind of, as you said, bridging that uh, the gap between generations, there always seems to be this kind of invisible barrier between us, like, oh, that person's older, so I'm, I'm not gonna like, they're, they're probably busy and too professional for me to ask silly questions, but a fun workshop like that would definitely um, bring us closer. What kind of challenges have you encountered as you're pursuing your career? Um, I think the main thing is 
deciding whether I even want to pursue the career that I have chosen. Um, I don't know what the future holds and I probably will end up switching my major around and, you know, keeping an open mind. So I think that uncertainty is a, one of the greatest challenges because it, it's not a great feeling to just kind of walk into the unknown, but you know, that's what life is all about. So I think it's all fine and dandy. Are there any external aspects you think that are discouraging young people from going into the manufacturing industry? I wouldn't say discouraging, but I feel like there hasn't been enough push for, to pull younger people into that industry. Uh, I, for example, only found out about the Society of Manufacturing Engineers, Society of Manufacturing Engineers, um, because I was just scrolling through like engineering newsletters, and I was like, "Oh, this one's interesting. I'll sign up." And so, I don't think a lot of high schoolers just scroll through email newsletters, and um, there should be another way, another incentive to get the younger generation more involved. And it's no secret that the manufacturing industry is pretty male-dominated. I mean, this is our, our eighth episode of this series, and you're the first woman we've had. So how could you encourage, um, how do you think manufacturing industry could encourage women to pursue it as a career? Well, I think I was very pleasantly surprised at my um, internship because, you know, construction is also very male-dominated industry, but it wasn't, um, there was no discouragement. There was no... Um, some like a, a feeling of discomfort it was just we're all the same here and we're all getting along um and we're going to do what it takes to achieve our goals and i think that just kind of treating people like you're equal that's how it is on our robotics team our robotics team is actually pretty girl dominated um but it's just you know you're my equal and we're just going to figure this thing out together what are some common pieces of advice you hear when it comes to getting into this industry? I'm not so, so sure I've received much advice on um, joining the manufacturing industry, but um, I think the biggest thing is kind of just trying things out. I mean, I don't know what uh, I will pursue in the future, and so just kind of keeping an open mind and uh, figuring it out as you go. How do you think educational institutions can best support students who are interested in going into the manufacturing field or similar fields? Uh, our school is more of a, we're very traditional FFA, uh, Future Farmers of America Agricultural School. We have a rodeo like right in front of our school. <laughs> and so it's great and I love it and I love the culture here. But I think um, kind of bringing STEM into that uh, without uh, endangering the culture that we already have here. I'm all about like bringing uh, engineering into agriculture and combining them to make the best possible solutions. What kind of education are you pursuing after high school? Um, I'm pursuing a four-year undergraduate degree at, I don't know, some college <laughs> and um, in civil engineering with maybe a minor in uh, environmental engineering um, because I really like that agricultural aspect of applying engineering. 
Where do you stand on the whole four-year degree versus trade vocational schools for those interested in going into manufacturing or engineering? Uh, I think trade school is a great option. Um, I know the reason that I'm attending a four-year college is um, primarily because of like family pressure. <laughs> and so uh, I'm attending the four-year university, but I think if there was uh, a great opportunity that would come along where I would leave school for a while, I would definitely take it because I don't know, I don't think it could hurt me. Um, and I think that trade school is a great option. I haven't done a lot of research on it, but I think it's great if you know what you want to do right after high school. Uh, your peers that share your interests, such as robotics, like what are they planning to do in regards to education after high school? Are they leaning towards the four-year degree? Or are they looking at trade schools? Um, well, part of our in our robotics club, we have our business team and our uh, actual robotics team. And so the business team are more, they're more open-minded to keeping engineering in their uh, future, but kind of focusing more on the uh, human side of uh, engineering. So maybe like project management or um, uh, searching for funding for research projects. And our robotics team, I'm pretty sure everyone wants to be an engineer, some sort of uh, mechanical or uh, mechanical uh, engineer or like a physics major of some sort. Do you think the trade school, vocational school route still has a, a bad stigma or like a negative stigma surrounding it? Or do you think that's kind of evolved as time goes on? Um, well, if you had asked me before my internship, I probably would have said uh, yes, because I think when I think of trade school, I think not very uh, many females and not very, uh, yeah, not very many females at all. But after seeing how uh construction workers and um uh, project managers collaborate i think that it's um i think it's a really good option and definitely a lot cheaper than attending uh, a four-year university so by the time you're working full-time what technologies do you think will be dominating manufacturing and engineering i hope to see robots doing the more physical parts of uh labor like um, the the robot that draws the room layouts or um, there are autonomous uh, robots that can excavate all by themselves um, so I hope to see more parts on that physical labor and um, more uh, people focused on developing like AI and how that um, I'm really interested to see how AI will um, impact our future and how do you think Gen Z is going to be the main driver in all of these innovations? Well, <laughs> the, the next future kind of rests on our shoulders. So I think that we will figure it out <laughs> eventually. I think um, we'll just, I think the best thing we can do is uh, seek mentorship from past generations and um, kind of just keep an open mind as the kids say these days just be chill just <laughs> you know just kind of don't go with the flow but just kind of see where life takes you and um kind of see how that impacts our future
Thank you for watching this episode of Gen Z and Manufacturing. Please make sure to like and share this episode. If you are a member of Gen Z and would like to discuss your experience in the manufacturing industry, please contact Nolan Biostein at nolan at in.com.